Y'all want to know the greatest feeling in the world? When you finally relieve that stress and that energy and that weight off your shoulders, especially when you came to a point where you do not give a damn anymore, son, and you not beat for no negative, foul energy around you. That means from people. That means from the opposite and same sex. That means from your family, your job. You ain't beat for it. Ugh, I, it's just such a good feeling. And I pray anybody who is in the storm right now, it's going to be fine. You're going to get out of it. Because at the end of every storm, a rainbow does come somewhere. You know? I just have to get y'all a little bit of motivation before we go into this intro. Y'all know I'm tired. Kiss my ass. I don't care. I shit. I'll probably give y'all a show. Y'all know I got my click clacks. You know, I got my click clacks back. So anyway, um, shout out to my cousin Everything by Maj because she does my nails. I put up a reel on everything on my Instagram too, so y'all can see that because I was it was my first time doing one, but um yeah. They're like giving very much sea vibes, beach, and everything like that, you know? But anyway. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition, another episode of an AOS production. What's it called? What is it called, you may ask? It's called, bitch, we taking over the Emmys, honey. What's the problem? <laughs> we out here taking over for the Emmys, for the 2-0 and the 2-2. What fuck is you talking about? So, speaking of the Emmys, of course, y'all know I'm going to talk about it. Um, Sorry for the delay um, on this episode. I know it's been a good two weeks. However, I appreciate y'all being patient. Um, The reason why I didn't upload regularly is because literally on that Thursday where I usually record, I actually just decided to, like, go to a ball. And I paid $15 for my ticket and no refunds. And I had a ball at the ball. So mama got to have her fun too now. Okay. Before mama can't have no fun before her kids really come. You feel me? Um, But anyway, the first topic up for discussion. Y'all say like Phaedra Parks when she read Demetria. Then why is it a topic of discussion? <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I'm a key. First um, topic we're going to talk about is, of course, the Emmy nominations. Because literally 
everybody that's black has been nominated for the goddamn Emmys. And I'm super duper proud of them. Also, I know y'all been hearing me talk about Abbott Elementary. Now, I've been telling y'all, Abbott Elementary is a good show. It's so good, but y'all keep sleeping on it. Sleep on it if you want to, because while you were sleeping, they gathered up some Emmy noms. So let's get into it. I'm going to first shout out everybody that's black. Okay, because that's who I care about. For the Emmys, I bro- I'm ruined for everybody black because we deserve it. The fuck is you talking about? So, according to Michigan Chronicle, the 74th Emmy Award nominees have been revealed and a number of black entertainers have earned nominations. On Tuesday, July 12th, nominations were unveiled at the, of the 2022 Emmys set to take place at Microsoft Theater in downtown Los Angeles. Speaking of, I wonder when they're going to fix it up. Mm. Um... Excuse me, y'all. Of note, Zendaya, 25, again, has made history as the youngest woman to ever be nominated for producing at the Emmys. This follows her groundbreaking win as the youngest lead actress drama winner in 2020. She did that. Okay? We moving on up from actress to behind the scenes. Because you know them behind the scenes. Let me tell y'all something about people that work behind the scenes. Literally, when I tell you it's great to be in that spotlight... But if you're trying to get a bag and get your name on people's mouths outside of acting, because see, with actresses and actors, they see the face versus where the producers, directors, writers, if you really trying to score you some awards, some noms, some damn accolades behind the scenes, definitely. Um, I digress. And the cast of Abbott Elementary is also up for a number of awards at the 2022 ceremony which will be broadcasted live Monday, September 12th on NBC and Peacock. Had to turn it down, y'all. I'm like, Irish is yelling at me. Anyway, um, so in um, season two of Euphoria, as well as season one, she had her own original um, song that was in there. So she won. She's nominated for the category of lead actress in a drama, as well as outstanding original music and lyrics. Um, then you have Quinta Brunson, and she will be nominated for lead actress in a comedy. She's also being nominated for producer, as well as um, she has three nominations. Hold on, because I know it's because I know it's um, for actress in a lead comedy, and then it's. Okay, yeah, she landed three nominations for Outstanding Comedy Series, Lead Actress in a Comedy Series, and Writing for a Comedy Series. Okay, and she's the first Black woman to earn three nominations in the comedy categories in the same year. Y'all not fucking with her. Like, come on, son. I'm telling y'all, y'all better get on Abbott. Shoot. I'm telling y'all. It's, and it's a funny show, honestly. And then, of course, we have Issa Rae, who is in um, for Insecure for her final season, um, which she also got nominated for Lead Actress in a Comedy. Personally, y'all, she's not going to win that. The way Abbott... Now, I hope it's not like the Grammys back in 2016. No, 2017, excuse me. Like, for instance, when Beyonce didn't win Album of the Year in 2016... 
for some reason, the Academy of Music and the Actors Guild had something against Black people. Because if you remember that Oscars, there were so many movies that came out with Black actors that within the Oscars, they were not nominated for nothing. And then for the 2016 Grammy Awards, Beyonce came out with Lemonade, yet she didn't win Album of the Year. That's the only category and the only album that she has not won. She's won Best R&B, Best Song, all that, but she has not won Album of the Year. I digress. So ever since then, what the Academy does now, they'll give out like pity noms just to say oh well at least we considered them but then it's just like okay but you damn well know that she did a way better job then so i don't know why they would do i mean i guess for her because it's insecure is funny or it was funny excuse me and Issa is a great writer producer director she's beautiful and an actress and she's great at that i just hope they're actually giving it to her to give it to her because why they would put Issa and Quinta in the same category, knowing damn well Abbott is going to sweep the Emmys unless they want to riot. Abbott's going to sweep it. Like, let's let's be real, y'all. I'm digressing. On to the next. And then we have Lizzo. And then for the show, watch out for the big girls. And <laughs> her category is Outstanding Competition Program. Personally, I didn't know they had it for Outstanding Competition Program. But with the Emmys, it's all television. So you got to consider all categories. Excuse me. And then next up, Donald Glover for Atlanta. And he's going to be in the category for lead actor in a comedy. Then we got Sanai Lathan, which for the show Succession. And her category is guest actress in a drama. And for the first time ever in her career, which I can't believe, literally... Tony nominated the original Dream Girl, the original Dina Jones, Miss First and next up, the mother of Moesha, Miss Mitchell, Miss D. Mitchell herself, Cheryl Lee Ralph, finally got her first nomination for the Emmys for supporting actress in a comedy. She's also in Abbott Elementary and she gives me a good chuckle every time. Um, well way overdue, long overdue well-deserved that was weird as hell y'all i'm sorry all of a sudden it just out of nowhere decided to stop recording but sorry about that anyway and well-deserved for shirley ralph congrats to her also for outstanding variety talk series trevor noah and of course for his show the daily show with trevor noah also for category and supporting actor in a comedy we also have tyler james williams for Abbott Elementary. Abbott Elementary has a good lineup, y'all. It has a good lineup. Also, um, the principal, her first name's Janelle. I don't know. I can't think off the top of my head her last name. However, um, Ava, she's nominated as well. Like, that whole cast got nominated for supporting actor, actress, and lead. So, give it up to them. Props. Props props okay but tyler james williams from everybody hates chris the one who played chris he's nominated for supporting actor in a comedy and guess what who else is nominated former president barack obama for the show our great national park and category is outstanding narration i hope he does get it 
Because wouldn't he be the, would he be the first, Steve, would he be the first, like, nominated an Emmy Award winning president? I looked that up, y'all. That's interesting to know. And then, of course, um, for the show What If and for category Outstanding Character Voice Over Performance, posthumous is, posthumous, excuse me, Chadwick Boseman. Um, God bless his soul. And it's so amazing that years, well, not, no, years after he has ascended into heaven, he's still able to deliver us so much of his talents because he was definitely gone way too soon. But we still have his stuff to look at. We still have his everything to look at. And his legacy will live on, which, which I love. Now, of course, next on the top, next on the list for topics for entertainment. Unfortunately, when you get to that place at the top, you definitely going to have a whole avalanche coming at you to knock you over. And that's just to see if you can really stand 10 toes down and handle that shit. Well, that's what Quinta Brunson is going through doing being. That's what Quinta Brunson is being sued for. Oh, that's what Quinta Brunson is going through right now because she is being sued. Her and ABC are being sued for copyright for Abbott Elementary. And that's some wild shit. Like, let's be real about it. Nobody wants to go through that. And, of course, this will happen as soon as she gets her nomination, as soon as she gets her credibility at this point in her career. Of course it will happen. So, according to Philadelphia Voice, it says, Quintana, Quintana, girl. <laughs> Quinta Brunson and ABC sued over alleged copyright infringement for Albert Elementary. And just one day after her historic Emmy nominations, Quinta and ABC are being sued for alleged copyright infringement over Abbott Elementary. So to sum it up overall, and then I'm going to just branch off of it. In court documents originally obtained by Raider Online last week, writer and performer Christine Davis alleges that the hit ABC sitcom is a ripoff of her show, and I quote, this school year, unquote, which she wrote in 2018. Davis' show also, Davis's show also takes place in an inner city public school, this time in New York City, with the young progressive teacher aiming for reforms. It also uses the same mockumentary format as Abbott Elementary. So if, for those who don't watch it, Abbott Elementary takes place in the inner city of Philadelphia, and um, the lead character, Janine, played by Quinta, is basically like a young teacher who's ready to teach the kids and who's ready to strive for excellence. And she's so eager along with her coworkers, her very <laughs> funny, but yet bossy principal Ava. And then she also has a teacher to look up to, which is Dee's character. Um, like a mom figure. Cause you always got that mom teacher. You always got that wise teacher out of the group. And as well as her other colleagues who are the same age as her. So, um, does sound similar. And mockumentary, when, think of The Office, you know how they have them showing stuff and then they ask them questions and they just answer it the way they answer it, yeah. So, basically, 
Um, and I continue with this article. After writing the script, Davis said that she registered the show with the United States Copyright Office in March 2020 and pitched it to two women at Blue Park Productions in July 2020. Siobhan Sullivan Wright and Sharice Parks told Davis during the initial meeting that ABC and Hulu, both owned by Disney, were looking for black female-led comedies. The two executives took Davis' to show, to show idea to Hulu, but nothing materialized. In September 2020, Davis said Abbott Elementary began shooting with Brunson as the lead and creator. It later premiered in December 2021 with largely favorable reviews. <laughs> it has since become one of ABC's most popular new shows. Davis alleges that ABC and Brunson knowingly used Abbott Elementary to replicate the look and feel of the inner city school, the mockumentary style, unique plot synopsis, set design, and unique characters. Basically, it's going into detail. Um, in total, Abbott Elementary scored seven total Emmy nominations, including two Outstanding Supporting Actress nominations, a nomination for Outstanding Supporting Actor, Best Comedy, and Writing for a Comedy Series. So, again, I digress. It is very unfortunate of what she's going through. And hopefully, what I think, because... With Quinta, she's very, if you ever, if y'all don't know her by name, I know a lot of people remember Vine and y'all remember that Vine where he was, where she was like a large, oh, he got fucking money. Get it all for him. Get it all for him. So that was her Vine. And then she would do a lot of things for BuzzFeed. And then she was on um, a black lady comedy sh sketch show and a whole lot of things written behind the scenes and stuff like that. So my thing is she's very talented for a writer as well as a actress as well as a comedian so i i'm not downplaying the other woman's story at all because if she did work hard on that and just to have that ideal like swept under the rug from you is fucked up i digress now but for quinta i'm hoping and i don't really see her doing that because when you're a creative, you just don't do that. Especially when you're a comedian. I mean, stealing jokes is so whack. And you can tell when jokes are being stolen. Like, that industry is so small. It's big, and it could gobble you up. But it's so small at the same time. So, I personally um, wish and hope this thing dies down. I just find it ironic how it's coming out now. Once she's getting rewarded for her work and her ethics. Versus when this news should have hit once the first episode of, um, premiered on ABC when it premiered versus it actually premiering on like versus where it's coming out now. That's my thing. Honestly, if you had a problem with it, you would have said it right then and there. You wouldn't have waited. Okay. Scray like that. You just, that's just that's just real shit. Um, but on to the next topic. I mean. Personally, I just hope it gets better for her because I see so many great things happening for her, especially if it's, if it's a clean sweep. Even if she doesn't get lead, which I, I have a strong feeling she's going to get that lead actress. She's going to get it. Um, but I feel like it's going to be a clean sweep and... 
I truly hope like everything goes in her favor because it's deserved. Like, you know, when you see somebody that you grew up seeing and listening to and before they became big, that's her for me. Like looking at her on Vine and seeing her on my TV and now breaking Emmy history by having seven nominations under her belt for a show that she wrote and created. Okay, okay. So on to the next topic, we have, I'm back to the Euphoria Girls. You know I can't get it up for the Euphoria Girls. <laughs> you know I love the Euphoria Girls. So Sydney Sweeney scores two Emmy nominations for Euphoria, as well as The White Lotus. <sighs> Anyway, the fuck? Sydney Sweeney scores two Emmy nods for Euphoria and The White Lotus. Sweeney discussed her first two Emmy nominations as well as some of her controversy surrounding her Euphoria character, Cassie. Now, before I even go into what this, like who Sydney Sweeney is, I'm personally just going to show you her meltdown that she had which is freaking insane and this is exactly why she got her emmy nom so bitch you better be joking are you okay Kat? no yes fuck it. i am in love with nate jacobs and he's in love with me and you know you fucking give me that look maddie because i didn't fuck your boyfriend you two were broken up for three weeks and three days before we even had so I didn't betray you. Plus, you guys are terrible for each other, and you know I'm right, and you guys can all judge me if you want, but I do not care. I have never, ever been happier. So that's Sydney Sweeney, and to just literally come on set every day for a show to either A, show your breasts, or two, cry, bitch, you better be joking. So, um, Sydney Sweeney plays Cassie on the show Euphoria. And for those who do watch, you know, for those who do watch it, y'all know who I'm talking about. You know where that, that scene is from. Y'all know what I'm talking about. For those who don't watch it, um, Euphoria takes place at a suburban town as well as a suburban high school with a lot of children that go there that deal with some real deeper issues than what meets the eye and stuff like that. So, her character that she plays, Cassie, Sydney Sweeney's character, Cassie has daddy issues. Their father was, um, had become, like, he fell off the wagon and became addicted. And then he just ended up leaving his daughters as well as his wife. And with that being said, Cassie was really attached to her father. So Cassie automatically started gathering daddy issues. So any man that she would be with, she would really be with them. I could, I could I could relate to she would be with them under the pretenses and circumstances like oh um if I do anything and everything for you then you would love me however when you don't love yourself how the hell you gonna love somebody else and that's basically the premise with Cass now she was a fan favorite in season one and season two she's an Emmy nominated actress but um, 
She's definitely, definitely, definitely not the fan favorite anymore now that season two is out and we got to wait five years for season three. Insider joke. Watch the show. You'll understand. Um, so she earned two nominations, of course, like I said, for two HBO shows. She's HBO. She's HBO girl. The White Lotus for Supporting Actress in a Limited Series and Euphoria for Supporting Actress in Drama. And this is also her first nom ever for her, for her acting skills. And she says she attributes her success in the shows to creating elaborate books for each character that include their individual backstories and emotional memories. And I quote, I'm able to just jump into who they are and I know that and I know how they will react to something because of what has happened in their past, she said. I'm able to flesh out these fully vivid characters because I've given them life through the work that I put into. Spoilers! Spoilers! I don't, spoilers. As Cassie in season two of Euphoria, her character sacrifices her friendship with Maddie, played by Alexa Demi, who's also a big fan favorite, favorite and employs intensive beauty routines and country music-inspired wardrobes to win over Nate Jacob, Nate, well, Nate Jacobson, which is Jacob Elordi, who is Maddie's ex-boyfriend. Um, Jacob Elordi is the actor that plays Nate. Zendaya, who plays the troubled Rue, was nominated again for Best Actress in the Drama. Um, now, Sweeney's character Olivia on The White Lotus had it easier, vacationing with her friend Paula and passing scathing judgments at a luxury resort. The limited series racked up 20 nominations including five just in the Best Supporting Actress category. Um, so basically, they did a little interview on everything, and this is what she said. I'm just, I'm not going to read this whole interview because this ain't that. Y'all know how to read. Y'all, shit, this ain't an audio book. This is a podcast. Um, but the main question that was asked was, how did you feel when you heard that you received two nominations? And in her words, she said, I was definitely in shock because I was not expecting to get nominated, especially not for two awards. I appreciate the characters that I get to play, so the fact that people have been touched by my character, that's what means so much to me. It's an amazing feeling, and I'm very appreciative. Congrats to everybody who was nominated for the Emmys this year, from Abbott Elementary to Chadwick Boseman's Post Hummus, we love you, to Euphoria again, Zendaya and Cassie getting it in, for another time, Cassie for her first, super duper proud about that. And I believe the Emmys come on. What do they come on? Let me see, hold on. Emmy date. And they come on. And they come on Monday, September 12, 2022. So after the day after 9-11 is that's when the Emmys come on. So make sure you guys tune in and everything and whatnot. And we're just going to go on to the next, um, the next topic. And I just peep, I stopped playing music after that damn Cassie scene. Cause what could you play after that? Jesus Christ. <laughs> So on to the music segment. So Chris Brown released his album, and it's a good album. Also, me and my bitch Lays think think we out here on Friday because we gonna see Chris Brown a little baby in concert. Hey. 
and I definitely am hype about that. But Chris Brown's um, album was good. I did enjoy it. I definitely did. Um, however, when his album came out, it didn't get a lot of buzz. And then he proceeded to say, Chris, and then he proceeded to say, since y'all don't care for his music and y'all only care for the negative, like the negative BS that, that, <laughs> Jesus, I'm sorry, y'all had a moment, but, um, due to the fact that y'all not giving his talent, actual buzz and actual attention, y'all rather giving his negative BS that comes with him negative attention, uh, more attention than that. So he's going to give y'all something to talk about. So, unfortunately, a Houston woman is suing Chris Brown all because he's canceling a benefit and she's suing him for millions based off of this um, incident. So, according to Hip Hop DX, Chris Brown is facing more legal trouble after he allegedly skipped out on a benefit concert to aid individuals affected by two hurricanes last year. In a press conference on Wednesday, LeJuan Bailey, owner and vice president of DML Real Estate Investors and Construction, detailed how her company covered Brown's fees to perform travel accommodations and private plane requests totaling $1.1 million. She says Brown acknowledged her, his receipt of her last wire transfer but refused to refund her the payments. And I quote, I acted in good faith and sponsored this concert out of love and respect for residents in need, Bailey said. I am appalled that Chris Brown refuses to refund my money for a show he did not appear to after we announced our show and sold tickets. Brown was booked to perform at her one night only benefit concert at the Toyota Center on March 19th. The event was to raise money for Houston and Louisiana area residents whose homes were damaged due to hurricanes Ida and Nicholas. The concert, which also featured Monica, was canceled and ticket goers were issued a refund via Ticketmaster. Bailey continued, at this point, is my humble belief that Chris Brown's actions are parallel to pure theft. He has the unmitigated gall. Ooh! (laughs) The unmitigated gall. Oh, she's mad. To take my money, stand up the residents of Houston, then return to the city to perform (laughs) on August 17th. My message to Chris Brown, we will not sit back and allow you to disrespect the victims of Hurricane Ida and Nicholas and Need. And also, in other words, you're not about to take my money and make my name look bad and make me look bad all because you want to sit up here and play Scammer for a day. And then you're going to have the nerve to do a concert. And that, boy, bye. Brown's next scheduled concert in Houston takes place in August alongside Lil Baby as part of their One of Them Ones tour. The news regarding Bailey's lawsuit come after the R&B singer fumed over low album sales for his recently released Breezy album, prompting T-Pain to refer to him as a princess. <laughs> on Instagram, Brown revealed that the deluxe edition of the product was on the way, but blast those who only care about him when he's in legal trouble. So, basically, he wanted drama. You got drama. Straight like that. That's it. That's all. That's legitimate what you're going to get. And what could you really get mad at? So, unfortunately, it is unfortunate that Chris goes through things like this. 
And I truly do wish he could literally just stay out of trouble for like a good shit for a good year. Just get a getaway. Get the fuck out of Dodge. Take your children. Take the mothers of your children and just go. And just go. Because literally as soon as he said what he said about his album sales being low and they only care about him being in drama, this drama happens. And if people could forgive white people who have molested, married their stepdaughters, physically abused, predators as a whole, and people who are domestic and domestic abusers, I don't see why like they're always pushing that drama agenda on Chris. You know what I'm saying? It's no excuse for it, but at the same time, it's just like Damn, like he, he just can't catch a break. Can't catch a break at all. I digress. And we're gonna move on to the next topic. So y'all know NBA Youngboy beat his case. I ain't know shit. I found that out today. I said, oh word. He beat his case. So again, according to Hip Hop DX, NBA Youngboy plots nationwide tour after beating federal gun case. So NBA Youngboy is already thinking about his next move following a huge legal victory after being found not guilty on federal weapons charges on Friday, July 15th. Youngboy exited the Los Angeles courtroom with a smile on his face, telling fans and reporters that he feels great. Um, in an interview with Muhammad Gangnat, Gangnat, who was who has been following Youngboy's legal saga from the beginning, the Baton Rouge rapper outlined what his plans for the future were, telling him. A tour is a tour. A tour is next around the states, and which I honestly think definitely needs to do that. A nationwide tour, and as many people love Young Boy, and even if they don't fuck with him heavy, but they like him, they would go to a. They would definitely pop through for a concert just to get hyped real quick. Because I ain't gonna hold you if I hear "Make No Sense," Renata, or <laughs> or um. Even the shit he did with Yachty years ago, NBA Youngboy, if he did that shit, I'm getting hyped. I'm definitely mobbing out doing the, like doing the most with them songs. So, um, and of course he has like lots, of, he has a lot of music. Like he does do his work. He does get that shit in rotation. I'll tell you that. Whether if it's features, whether if it's an actual um song of his or just a project, he that and that shit's gonna get played and it's definitely gonna go gold or platinum in probably less than a month. Platinum, I'm gonna give him a month and a half. But gold, nah, cause he be breaking, he be breaking shit. I give him that. You really gotta give him that. Okay, so however, NBA YoungBoy isn't entirely out of legal drama yet. He faces another trial in his hometown of Baton Rouge after he was arrested along with 15 others following a music video shoot. Following a vehicle search, Baton Rouge Police Department officers wound up seizing handguns, rifles, drugs, 47000 in cash, multiple pieces of jewelry, and $300,000 check made out to the platinum-selling rapper. However, yeah. Right. However, a judge ordered BPD had to give Youngboy back his jewelry and 300000 check in December of two years ago. Now... 
he's done a lot. I will say this young boy has done a whole lot and has been in a whole lot, whether if it's with his baby mothers, whether if it's with Yaya, whether if it's with legal drama and everything. However, I'm optimistic and and happy for him that eventually, like, you know, he's turning his shit around and he's not going for it. And that's what I'm really happy about. Um, And last but not least for music. Now, this one, I'm not going to play the music too loud because it is very serious. Now, y'all know who Ricky Martin is. If you don't know him, if you saw Shrek 2 and the song that Donkey and Puss in Boots sung at the end, that was Ricky Martin's song, Living La Vida Loca. Okay, he also has a song called She Bang. Yeah. A lot, a lot. The clubs was playing it, girl. The clubs loved Ricky Martin. Okay, so according to Variety, Ricky Martin's lawyer does. Ricky Martin's lawyer denies allegations. Singer abuses nephew, and I quote: "Not only untrue, it is disgusting." Now this is to Variety. Now, I'm gonna try to grasp myself around it because I heard about it as well as reading into it, but I'm gonna try to grasp my mind around it as well. So an attorney for the singer Ricky Martin has strongly refuted disturbing allegations that the singer abused his nephew. Um, Martin was served a restraining order in Puerto Rico in early July, citing domestic abuse. On Friday, TMZ reported that the singer's brother, Eric Martin, identified the alleged victim as Martin's 21-year-old nephew, according to the Spanish news site Marca. However, attorney attorney Martin Singer asserts that Martin's nephew is struggling with deep mental health challenges ricky martin and i quote ricky martin has of course never been and would never be involved in any kind of sexual or romantic relationship with his nephew singer said in the statements of variety the idea is not only untrue it is disgusting we all hope that this man gets the help he so urgently needs but most of all we look forward to this awful case being dismissed as soon as the judge gets to look at the facts And when the restraining order was presented on July 2nd, the petitioner had not been identified. Puerto Rican outlet El Vocero reported that the action was allegedly from someone Martin had dated for seven months. At the time, the petitioner said that Martin had denied the breakup and had been seen near their home several times. And Martin is literally doing court Thursday. The singer is currently facing other legal troubles with his former former manager suing him for $3 million, claiming that he owes her unpaid commissions. Life is definitely la vida loca for him right now, because goddamn. Um, so with that whole thing, with this case alone, it is, like, startling. I will say that for the most part. It is very startling. However, at the same time, once the judge looks at the facts and once the judge actually gets to look and see if the nephew is or isn't or is in fact or is not in fact mentally ill because you know they like when a person speaks out they love to try to shut them up so i hope it's not the case but if it is you're sick and also within puerto rico for incestual charges you literally 
could get up to 50 years. Feels me? And if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to say it too wrong. I don't want to say it too... Yeah, and he was born in Puerto Rico, so they could easily deport him from United States and trial him in Puerto Rico. So, yeah. Wow. But let's hear about this former manager suing him for $3 million for breach of contract. Oh, damn, this is, you know, this is why y'all got to be careful, you know, got to make sure. So Ricky Martin is being sued for more than $3 million in unpaid commissions by his ex-manager, Rebecca Drucker, according to his names, according to legal documents. Drucker managed the Puerto Rican singer during two separate periods, from 2014 to 2018, and again from 2020 to 2022, which according to Drucker was because his personal and professional life were in absolute turmoil. (coughs) The complaint filed with the LA Central District Court alleges that Drucker guided Martin through recording contracts, touring, and sponsorship deals, and other professional endeavors and cites his North American tour with Enrique Iglesias. With Rebecca at his side, Martin made millions of dollars and therefore shows Rebecca's substantial commissions, states the 15th. A 15-page complaint. Damn. The document also refers to an incident that allegedly happened in September of 2020 where Drucker claims Martin was threatened with a potentially career-ending allegation. She... Mm-hmm... So, huh. I'm going to read that again. Where Drucker claims Martin was threatened with a potentially, potentially, potentially career-ending allegation. Let's read that again. Drucker claims Martin was threatened with a potentially career-ending allegation. It's two years ago in September. So if we think about it, this allegation with his nephew just came out this year. That is also a career ending allegation. Huh. We'll see when that case unravels. I'm telling you, they're trying to get him. Trying to get everybody, you know. But let's see how the trial plays out. Let's look at the facts and evidence if they do come onto the websites and things like that. And then we'll just see. So the complaint outlines a forced termination. Oh, sorry. She also argues that because of her guidance, he was able to, and I quote, emerge unscathed and proceed with his professional resurgence. The complaint outlines a forced termination of their business relationship with Drucker alleging that Martin regularly manipulated and lied to her ultimately leading to her resignation in April of this year. She also says that the singer has now threatened her to remain silent with the non-disclosure agreement to which she refused. Drucker has demanded a trial by jury on all issues of causes and causes of action. Representatives from Martin declined Variety's request for comment. Although there is no release date set, Martin is currently gearing up to release a new EP title play, which serves as the sequel to 2020's Pause. Well, you're going to have to get that damn money because, listen, shit in me, I don't know what to tell you. 
what to tell you, honey. I don't know what to say. That's wild, though. Um, overall, all I can say. Uh, the music industry. It literally has the good, the bad, the ugly, the promise, the like the prominence, but also just the darkest darkest sickest shit you will ever see whether if it's the entertainment literally the entertainment industry as a whole the music industry everything because everything gets swept under the rug everything gets you you could get away with certain things because of who you are and not what you know or not your it's so much stuff and it's just crazy so to all the artists out there ones i listen to that's from jersey and all over that haven't made it yet keep your eyes wide open and keep those noses open like a double barrel shotgun so when you know bullshit coming your way you smell it a mile away okay because the way they coming yeah yeah baby careful yeah baby careful all right and next we're gonna do artist spotlight and then we're gonna have a ball with that one honey so last but not least we have miss lamia herself okay so a fun fact about this artist that's featured on this artist spotlight this week i've known of her four years ago and that was 2018 and i was because my boy fred he did a song with her tell me what it is and it was her song and he was featured on that when he promoted it i checked her out and i loved her voice her voice is so smooth and it's just like perfect for rap like honestly and so then when i really went to her page and everything i saw like then her song that really caught my eye the first time i listened to her was um hashtag not your bitch it's really just called not your bitch but if you're trying to look it up put a hashtag all together not your bitch um her YouTube is literally Lamia L A capital L A capital M I A, and then if you go on her SoundCloud, you definitely get more variety as well. And it was a fun fact because I remember remember when before the pandemic you had to share rides and shit, and you literally was sharing like Ubers and shared Ubers and whatnot, right? Right. So I go in the Uber. And I was like, oh, my God, you're so pretty. Because I didn't, at that time, I didn't meet my artists in person. The ones, that, like, if I promoted them, I didn't meet them in person like I should have. So when she looked at me, she's like, you, you artists on site. And I was just like, eyes lit up. Because I'm like, oh, my God, how do you recognize? She's like, it's me, Louis. I said, oh, my God. Because she, I didn't recognize her. Because every time I see her, she's dolled up. But she's very beautiful in person, natural anyway. Shouts out to your genetics, babe. Um, but yeah, definitely on some real shit, and I was just so hyped. So, her songs that she has out, my favorites, I ain't gonna tell you, it's not your bitch, tell me what it is, and DOG, Delusions of a Grandeur. Like, them shits come fucking crazy all the fucking time. I can't even hold you. Um, so what she gave me, she couldn't say too much because she can't announce something just yet, which is fine. However, the talk make like the way she talks makes perfect sense because she's originally from um, New York, but she's been in Jersey for a good portion of her life, and she graduated from Montclair High. So shouts out to Montclair. 
But um, you can tell she's from New York and shit. You hear that gritty? That gritty shit, you know? But um, her Instagram is solely, solely, solely Lamia. Okay? And it's S-O-L-E-L-Y-L-A-M-I-A. And I'll put it in the um description of the episode and everything. That way you can see her shit. She also has a new video out. And it is called the remix. To, she dropped her remix to Frank Lucas and whatnot. Um, link is in her bio and everything. And that is who is featured on the artist spotlight. And she's so sweet, guys. And she really gives her credit to people when credit is due. However, I digress. So I just wanted to thank everyone for tuning into this episode. I know it's overdue, but we're here. We tardy to the party, but we here. I appreciate you guys being so patient with me. And thank you guys so much for tuning into another edition of an AOS Productions. What's it called? What is it called, you may ask? We almost to a thousand plays. That's what it's called. And that's fucking lit. Before I make my year, that's just, that's amazing. But um, I will see you guys later on this week. Due to me doing coverage on the Chris Brown and Lil Baby Tour. So I catch y'all. Bye.